episode of Hi Y'all, we meet Anna Boyce, one of the authors of California Proposition 215. Prop 215 made history back in November 1996, when it became the very first medical marijuana ballot initiative in the country to be approved at the state level, getting 55.6% of the vote. Anna not only helped write the proposition, she appeared in TV campaign commercials promoting it. Now, more than 20 years later, her warmth and dedication remain unmistakable and incredibly appealing, and so it's easy to understand why, back in 1996, more than 5 million Californians cast their votes in support of Prop 215. Our podcast team met up with Anna in Long Beach, where she had just been honored by the Brownie Mary Democrats of California. Hello, this is Paul Michael Newman, and this is an episode of Hi Y'all. And I'm here with Renee of our podcast team, and we have two splendid special guests, one of whom may do all the talking. Uh, I will say, or all the talking other than our, my occasional interruption or question or what have you. Um, so uh, without further ado, I'm going to ask you, Anna, to introduce yourself, please. My name is Anna T. Boyce. I'm a retired nurse and the author of Proposition 215. Which is really an, uh, of amazing importance uh, to the people of the society, I'll say, but certainly as well to uh, those who are in the uh, who are concerned with the field of cannabis, of legal cannabis in particular. And that's one reason, actually, why tonight, which is what is the date tonight, Renee? It's November seventeenth. There you go, um, November seventeenth, and I was just uh, honored by the Brownie Mary. Democratic Club, the statewide Democratic Club, and so maybe if you can tell us what the honor was, is? I've been honored by having an award titled Brownie Mary, who was one of the women living in San Francisco that baked brownies, and I'm talking about the 50s and 60s, and gave it to the people that needed it and was never prosecuted. So they have decided to honor her by giving her award the name. And I, so tonight I received the Browning Mary Honor Award. And it's also, I should say, uh, an award that was presented in a Chinese restaurant where we are sitting currently. So I don't know what strains of what music you'll hear or passing chatter, but that's where we're at as we speak. So just to clarify, so the brownies that Brownie Mary made were infused brownies with cannabis. And, and could you tell us a little bit more about 215? What was Prop 215? Prop 215 was a bill asking that cannabis be prescribed by a doctor for people with certain diseases and malfunctioning. Sorry. Um, I'm thinking of epilepsy for one. Very, very beneficial. Palsy, things like that. 
we wanted it to be legal to have here in California. I started it in 1991, and it was 1997 before it became legal in California by a 59% vote of the residents, which was amazing and absolutely unpredictable. So here we are now with the legal use, provided that your doctor recommends it, not prescribes it, which was an unfortunate need that we had to change the very bit. So how did this come about that you uh, became focused on on this, uh, let's just say, this need that was not being met? And how, so what, what exactly led to your leadership on this issue? I am a, a nurse in RN, and at the time I had moved here from Brooklyn and uh, moved into Mission Viejo, and we had a resident who had gone on vacation, and my city has a program where the seniors ride through the neighborhoods checking the people whose homes are listed as being on vacation. Unfortunately, he came home a day early. When he left for work in the morning, we checked the house and found the cannabis on his bedroom spread, the bed. And he was arrested, of course. And at that time, I had to write a proposal because I was with the California senior legislator, and I felt that you have the right to use any medication you wanted. You shouldn't be restricted. So that led to writing the bills, that, well, the proposal that became a bill. And for, what, seven years, 91 to 98, we fought it each, each day, every day. Because on three occasions, the governor said he couldn't sign it because it, was, it still is, in fact, federally illegal. But we persevered and finally got the proposition passed. I'm sorry, you said you were associated with the California Senior Legislature, which is a, an, a voluntary... Duplication. The California Senior Legislature is was started in 1980 by Senator Mello, and he felt that the needs of the seniors in California weren't met, that all the bills that were going up before the legislature was pertaining to non-senior issues. So he decided to form a definite copy of the straight state legislature. We have 80 assembly and we have 40 seniors, senators, I'm sorry, And we were called the California Senior Legislature. We respond to the state legislature. They check us, make sure we're legit. So when you you did this, um, were you aware of, when you started doing this, were you aware of how many lives you would be touching? How many people would be helped? What kinds of illnesses and conditions might be addressed because of the medical... Uh, use of marijuana that w- at that point was not legal. I wasn't aware. I when I wrote it, I, I stated, I you know I'm a retired nurse now. At the time, I just knew that my experience when I was a student nurse, that the building where the cancer patients were kept were using was legal there, and they in fact they even bought it, brought it to them. 
that they were the best patients, no matter what their condition they had. They were, of course, mellow, and they were cooperative, and they ate, and they maintained strength. I'm, I'm not saying that they lived on and on. Some did die because they had such severe cancer. And I, when the, my resident was caught, that's what I thought of. Why not? I mean, I knew that it had benefits, absolutely. And I found out more about it. Well, we worked through the proposal becoming a bill. I learned that there was a lot of people using it illegally and yet responding to the medication. I use it, I call it a medication, because it is. In fact, during the Civil Wars, we had, remember, the only thing they had was marijuana, and they used that to I'm going to use the word dope up the patient before they did the amputations or any kind of surgery. Now, how bad could it be? It had its values, except between the pharmaceutical companies and the doctors who would lose business. I'm saying it. They didn't want it to pass. Pharmaceutical companies would lose business because? You could, their comment to me was, we're not going to defend this. We're not going to support it because you can grow your own. And that was it. And I believe that's still true. That's the money, the money. Yeah, so, so they couldn't make a profit, so they weren't going to help on this. Yeah. They're still fighting. Yeah. So why did you come out from Brooklyn, if I may ask, if I'm not prying? Weather. <laughs> I got tired of the snow and the ice and the sleet. And you were following the Dodgers, right? (laughs) My mom was from Brooklyn. My father, the Bronx, me from Manhattan. But So I I certainly relate to both your being there, your coming out here. Brooklyn's loss has been our gain. Um, But when you were doing this, I mean, you mentioned that the pharmaceutical industry and a lot of the doctors were not supportive, not thrilled, or even oppositional. Um, can you give us a sense of, of, of the, the, the dedication, maybe the heartache? You said it took seven years, I think you said. Still going on. Still going on. Can you just explain kind of your, your, your view of humanity, if you will, and of, of going through this? Well, I'll tell you. It was, a, it was very difficult. Why? Because my phones were tapped. Why? Because wherever I went, there was always a deputy in the car following me. I had them follow me all up in the northern part of the state. One time, not only one, a couple of times, I was on when I was getting off a plane, a flight from Northern California, Mercedes or Sacramento or wherever, that I better not have any marijuana on me, which I'm going to tell you, nobody believes it, but I have never touched it. I, I've seen the plant. I have inhaled it. I have not smoked it. You know, Clinton said he smoked it and he didn't inhale. Mine was the reverse. I was in meetings that I couldn't see the people across the room because of that. And I, have, I feel that I would not be a good patient because I never felt happy or, or giddy or anything. But anyway, uh, the fight was basically... Let's get the intelligent people, the family members who were taking care of 
children, adults with either epilepsy, and you know they have a special strain for the children with epilepsy, that they needed the break. And it's good for muscular problems. It's good for inhaling depression, really even for depression. How about stimulating an appetite, especially when you're going through chemotherapy? Now, my husband did develop cancer well after I started all of this, and that was the only thing that gave him a desire to eat, not otherwise. My husband was volunteering to the day he died. And that was, he died, it was a full year. But that man, he wouldn't have lived that long if it wasn't for cannabis. And I believe it, because he wouldn't have been eating. He was 6'4", and he went down to 150 pounds and brought it up to back up to 184 pounds. Slept at night, was social and all. Where else? It's not just a question of it extending, in his case, his life. It's also the quality of life, the pleasure of life, the capacity to to enjoy, to be pe- at peace, to get rest, to eat, to be nourished, uh, all those things. You didn't know it at the time that you started this, but you saw the direct benefits, and 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 so you're the love you showed humanity, if you will, and just the people you knew ended up touching your life, too. I, I want to tell you something. He, that his doctors did not know he was using marijuana. And he would go to his chemo, and he would bring cream cheese and, uh, and lox and bagels to the meeting, right? And they just thought that their medication was doing it, and he wasn't taking his... So when he died, and I told them that he had been on marijuana. They said, good, you didn't tell me because I would have had to report it, right? He said, we wondered. He came in always so happy. Yeah, had a good <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I don't care what people say. It's beneficial. Yeah. I know. I said there was a fourth person here. Oh, of course, this being a Brownie Mary celebration, annual, uh, more or less annual event, there are a bunch of people. But I... You, you had, I believe, is she a friend of yours who was sitting No, it's my daughter. Your daughter? And your, they, okay. they came all the way in from Florida. Your daughter just and your son? They live there. They live in Florida. Wow. My son-in-law and my daughter, her husband. We, we, yes. They've kind of, they're off in other portions of the space right now, but uh, we certainly appreciate that, they're, that they... Uh, That's how the much they supported. They, they came for you here. They came here for from Florida for me when I said this award was due was coming, and they said we're coming, and here here. And they have no quibble, no problem with your your your, no. your uh, yeah. endeavors, obviously. No, uh, no, nobody who knows me has any concerns about it or d- disapproval. They don't. They support it. I, when you were t- giving your acceptance uh, speech, which was very modest and minimal, but you, you did, I think you mentioned you actually had met Brownie Mary? Yes, I did. She was a fantastic woman. She was an older woman. And her belief and her desire to help, as I said, she, she was giving brownies with the cannabis in it way before... And, they, of course, she was arrested, but they never prosecuted her. And she actually gave some of those deputies samples. 
you know. But she said the only thing she said to me was, "Keep up the work. It'll it'll be it'll be. Don't worry. Just don't give up." That was before, well before it did pass in 1978, 1998. And I, you know, I'll just say maybe this is by way of conclusion. I'd love to carry this conversation on further. I'd love to ask you if you've been doing other activism, uh, acts of activism I, as well. Uh, I'm also responsible for the unisex bathrooms and for the handicap parking. Man, can you come and, and help uh, figure out how to alphabetize my record collection while you're at it? Um, That's amazing. That, uh, those are all those are those are stories I'm sure we'd all want to hear as well. But I, you know, I, we're here because it's of one specific, although obviously uh, exhausting, continuous. It took an indefatigable person to, to to carry on like this, and so to keep our focus on the the matter that you were being honored for, you know, I'll just say that those of us who. Well, live in LA, live in the LA area, um, know the surrounding cities, know the, the ways in which uh, people have been in crisis uh, because of cancer, because of AIDS, because of all kinds of, of, of physical and, and even spiritual sometimes and, and psychological challenges and they've gotten some respite, some, uh, some capacity to sort of recharge their system to, to again, eat and, and, and to be nourished uh, and to enjoy themselves in the company of others. It's been such a blessing for so many, count, countless people, their families, their neighborhoods, to have people who are actually pain-free or relatively pain-free, happy, at ease, rested. Not arrested, but rested. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and again, to be able to eat a meal. To do those things that sometimes are... For whatever reason in life, we as humans suffer uh, the, the challenges of being able to do those things. And you've gifted so many people. Uh, obviously, you, there were others who followed your lead, have joined in, have been allies. Um, and it's been a huge political and legal and um, legislative battle. And you took it to the people. And and they they backed you. They loved you for it. So, so I, I don't know if you have some closing words about what it felt like on election night, maybe. Pardon me. What it felt like when this was approved. Oh, election night. If, if we were up in L.A. in one of the hotels, a group of us, and when it came by that it had passed, you know, we were so stunned because we did not expect it. We thought we'll have to do this again and again, and. I, I, we were speechless. We just hugged each other, what six of us hugged each The other two were nurses also and had worked with me through hell to get this through. And, and I think it was about a week later when we said, gee, you know, it passed. Do you realize what we did? Yeah. So To this day, I'm very grateful. I am that I was able, kept healthy enough, and that we had the support of everyone who knew this was definitely a medication, not just a, what's the word, get high. Not just a no. Recreational, no. I, we fought the recreational because we really didn't want it, but we'll see. Thank you for interviewing me. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and, Thank you for all your activism and your work. Yeah, and I'm sure... Uh, 
all those who uh, either listen to this or, or just know about the, the the fact that they have this special option that should be uh, readily available and for so long was not just not available but was subject to criminal action um, that they should, be released. they should be released from the jails but but all those people I'm sure would like to just give you one big hug so but you'll take it but but for now you can just hug your 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 well earned uh, award for, award for tonight and we thank you so much you're more than welcome thank you for listening to hi y'all we'd love to hear from you so please feel free to send us any comment question or idea email slannunciator at gmail.com you can also find more of our podcasts at slannunciator.com. And now, let's close this episode with a song from our friend and musical maestro, Fingers Del Rey. If I was high, the world would glow, and I'd be happy everywhere I go. I'd be smiling. I'd never frown Because I'd rather be up and down A little man, oh, feeling fine Oh, splendid, oh, it calms my mind And with my friends, oh, gather round Because I'd rather be up and down Get together and smoke a phone. You whisper, baby, 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 come and take me home. We ride away and go to town because I'd rather be Be